Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Ecuador Insider Podcast. Welcome back, Ryan, Jesse, Carl. We're pleased to be with you. It's starting to rain. We're set up outside. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> We're going for it. We're going for it. Yeah. It's rainy season in, in, in Ecuador, and uh, this is the afternoon when rains tend to happen. So we'll see, we'll see how, how long we last, but... Um, you know, we're excited about today's show. We want to talk about areas today. We want you guys to really have a good sense if you're if you're thinking about moving here, you're looking at regions. You know, Ecuador is really an interesting country in that it's the land of microclimates, right? So anywhere you go, there's a million different climates within an hour, in many cases within 45 minutes. I mean, just to talk about the Loja region for a second, uh, Loja is 45 minutes from Catamayo where the airport is. The airport is in like a hot desert-like area. Loja itself is in a cool, rainier area. Then you've got Vilcabamba 45 minutes away, where we are now, kind of eternal spring, summerish area. Then we've got, you know, the Orient an hour away, where it's rainy and humid. So we're going to kind of run you through all these regions, talk about the pros and cons. Um, I'm sure some other subjects will come up as well. Um, but yeah, really the idea today is just to get you, you know, get you orientated. Is that the right word? Um, oriented? Educated. <laughs> educated on uh, some of the different regions, at least in our area. Maybe we'll touch on the rest of the country briefly and um, take it from there. So um, again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we are Abundant Living Ecuador, a real estate company based out of Loja area in southern Ecuador and the southern Andes. Um, and um, yeah, we'll go from there. So. I guess we should start perhaps in Loja, the city, um, and then kind of take it out from there. So um, again, as I mentioned, Loja is a city, is about a quarter million people, um, an Andean city. So, you know, these cities in the Andes, uh, they're all in valleys, right? So you have these, you have these beautiful, incredible mountains. I and mean, you can kind of see some, you know, back there. there these incredible mountains, and then the population centers are in the valleys. That's true of the towns, that's true of the of the cities. So Loja is kind of this long, narrow city of about a quarter million people, surrounded by these incredibly beautiful green mountains. Uh, it's around 6,500 feet in elevation, uh, gets year-round rain, so no dry season in Loja, which is different than, than most of Ecuador. Um, cool-ish climate, so 50s, 60s, 70s, you're rarely over 80. Um, nights can be 40s, 50s, 60s, um, but you can, you know, you can have a night that's, you know, 38, 42. Uh, very rare, that would be uh, just in like July, basically, for two or three nights out of the year. But it exists. Generally, your 50s at night, 60s, 70s in the day. Um, and 60s at night, too, low 60s as well. Um, so, so that's kind of Loja, and you're again, you're 45 minutes from the airport, so two flights a day in and out of Quito. They used to have uh, two flights a day in and out of Guayaquil with COVID. Uh, there's less flights now in and out of Guayaquil, but good transportation. It's easy to get to Quito where you have obviously international flights to wherever you're going. Um, and then from Loja, again, you've kind of got this expanding out area that gets you into any climate that you like. Um, so just briefly maybe we can talk about Catamayo that's where the airport is again right. it's a 45 minute drive to Loja that's sort of a hot um, like desert like climate yeah. um, also interesting thing about Loja you're above the mosquito line so like where we live here where we are now in Vilcabamba we're around 5,000 feet Loja is mm -hmm. around 6,500 7,000 feet here we have bugs Loja we don't 
the bugs here are light. It's not an intense area at all for bugs. Although I am getting eaten up right now are on you? the elbows, yeah. <laughs> we got a couple going You here. too. So it's like person by person. It's like, I haven't felt one, but... Um, but you do have biting bugs here. They're not they're not intense. Um, I I would say they sort of come and go. Yeah. So like a handful of times a year they'll be semi intense, and then I'd say most of the year they're hard. You hardly notice them at all. Right. Um, but then yeah, low high or above the mosquito line. Catamayo, not a particularly beautiful area. Um, Loja, the city itself, I wouldn't describe as gorgeous either. Like the surrounding area is gorgeous, and there's very pretty parts of Loja. Yeah, some nice districts, some nice streets, and cool restaurants, and a nice vibe on a few different stretches of the city streets, yeah. Yeah, it's known for that too, like it's known right. for its music scene, and mm -hmm. artists, and mm -hmm. things like that, um, and it's like an extremely livable city, yeah. like as far as livable cities, I would rank it number one in Ecuador by far, mm -hmm. but it doesn't quite have the, uh, the, the what's that word I'm looking for? The aesthetic beauty of, um, you know, parts of Cuenca or parts of Quito. Right. Um, but it's, you know, extremely safe and uh, very friendly and a, really a lovely culture and slow paced. And it's just a, it's a very livable city. Uh, manageable size as well. No, no crime to speak of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then you get into like Catamayo, not as pretty, um, much long, almost a desert. So you have about eight months I would say in Catamayo without rain um, about four months or so of green um, and hot you're in the 80s most of the time there as far as your daytime high and that's again 45 minutes from Loja then as you get further I guess that would be mostly west um, you have all kinds of different climates until you get out to the coast or or to or towards Peru depending on what you know if you're going southwest or if you're going northwest um, so maybe we can talk about those areas briefly, but I think mostly we'll focus on Vilcabamba, Malacato, Zamora, into the Orient a little bit, some of the regions that people are kind of interested, tend to be more interested in in this area. Um, so yeah, let, what do you, do you guys want to describe Vilcabamba and sort of some of the climate here for folks? Yeah, I mean, most people are attracted to Vilcabamba um, because of the perfect climate. And so what does that mean? So, uh, mid 70s to low 80s year round. As far as your like daytime highs. Daytime highs, yeah. I mean, lows can can get into the low fifties. Um, I think I've seen maybe like forty eight once or twice. So it doesn't get super cold. Uh, it cools off in the evenings uh, really quick, and yeah, the climate here is fantastic uh, year round. So um, I don't know, Carl. What do you think? Is this the <clears throat> best climate on the planet? Because a lot of people say that. Yeah, it's definitely been called uh, the, the best climate in Ecuador and uh, arguably maybe the best on the planet. Um, one of the reasons why it's so nice is because we're so close to the Portocarpus National Forest, which is a rainforest and a cloud forest, and that, that brings in a lot of the first rains. Whereas if you go down like 20 kilometers, 30 kilometers um, east, I guess, all of a sudden you get, uh, it's a lot drier. West. West, mm -hmm. that would be west, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's a yeah. lot drier. So Vilcabamba has the first rain that comes from Portocarpus, and then it gets drier uh, as you keep going, which is nice. It makes it a lot, um, a lot more fertile, a lot more green greenery, and um, and yeah, we got we we have that uh, that beauty of the national preserved national forest and the rivers that come from yeah. it, clean rivers that come directly from the Portocarpus. Um, yeah, and I don't know how true it is, but I've heard that the <clears throat> that the um, they call it like the the air gets rained on a couple times coming out of 
the Amazon until it reaches here it gets rained on in the Podocarpus so we have like the cleanest air on earth as well because mm -hmm. everything's flowing over the mountains uh, from the Amazon so not a lot of pollution yeah I mean all I, I know that all the weather in all of this region comes out of the east comes out of the park yeah. um, so it comes from the Amazon and then like through the park and then into into this area um, so that all makes sense um, humidity yeah, I mean, it's not humid here. It's not, um, it's not humid right now. And yeah. it's, start, it's starting to rain a little bit here, and you don't even think about it. So I'd say it's the perfect humidity. Not too dry and not too humid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the air is fairly rare. It's fairly rare that the air is humid. Would you agree with that? Yeah, just before a big thunderstorm, uh -huh. it, it could get humid. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's true. So a couple hours before a big downpour, which is always fun to see. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, so that's this area now. As we now, there's lots of little nooks and crannies, right? We can go up in elevation, get a little cooler. Like just in Vilcabamba, you know, I have friends that live up in Yasanga. I'm sure you guys do too. Um, that's about a thousand feet higher. And it's around six thousand feet, maybe even a little higher than that. Instantly cools off. I don't know, five, eight, ten degrees. Um, right. If you're a little bit closer to the park east, which on camera would be that way. <laughs> um, uh, you get a little bit more rain as you get closer to the park. If we mm -hmm. go, if we go that way, every you know thousand, every kilometer or whatever further out, gets uh, you know gets a little bit drier as we get out west, like towards Katamayo, towards that airport area that I mentioned. Um, and then if we cross the mountains east, we get into Zamora. Um, that is the beginning of the rainforest, the beginning of the Amazon. So that is uh, year-round rain, some of the most lush, beautiful, you know. Uh, land, you know, that you'll ever see. Jungle vibes. Um, yeah, jungle vibes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, rivers. Like here, if you have a river, it's it's what maybe people back home would describe as like a creek, maybe. They yeah. sort of call rivers <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. But in the Orient, like in Zamora, they're rivers. Like right. you, rivers you can swim in and that yeah. have fish and are deep. Um, and you can swim here, though, in Vilcabamba. Oh, sure. There's a couple. Yeah. There's like two main rivers, and you can swim in certain little swimming hole pockets uh, throughout, you know, the, the stretch of the river in our area. But it's like, you know, I don't know 50 feet uh, stretch where you can go in and swim against the current, uh, what have you. A lot of fun. People just go splash around. But, yeah, I mean, maybe waist deep at the most uh, in, some, in some parts. But clean river. Very yeah. clean. Very water, clean. Water is extremely clean because it comes down from the National Forest. Uh, we lived close to the river up in the mountains before and we would drink directly from the river actually and tested the water and it was usually nice. two parts per million which means it's extremely Ooh. clean you know yeah. rainwater is zero parts per million so it's very clean water directly from the river yeah oh that's cool mm -hmm. I mean that's everyone's dream right <laughs> like yeah. to have a river you can just drink out of I've walked properties all over this country that you know you can, as long as there's no cows above you you can just drink right out of streams and rivers that's that's pretty cool um, so yeah, so Zamora, way more humidity. Um, so you have, you know, there's humidity, I'd say most of the time. Um, hotter, but it feels hotter even with the humidity. So you might be, you know, you might just be in the upper 70s, even mid 70s up to the mid mid 80s, rarely yeah. upper 80s, but right. usually like mid 70s to mid 80s, but it feels hotter because of the humidity. Um, again, year round rain, no dry season, that's really nice. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about irrigation. Like in this area, we're in the middle of rainy season, which is the nicer time of year, 
Um, it's very comfortable. It doesn't rain too much at all. Um, and it's green and beautiful and you don't, except for right, <laughs> right, right as we sit down for the um, podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, Zamora and the Orient, uh, you, you have year round rain, but you also have bugs. So that's another sort trade of off. trade off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more rain, more bugs, more water, more humidity, um, more, more lush, you know, much more lush. You mm-hmm. have like yeah. that tropical florida type you know type feel and honestly that's what a lot of people want they want that lush and they know the trade-offs they know they know they're going to see bugs and they're going to have that humidity but you know it's a year-round sustainable lifestyle because it's constantly raining uh with the sun yeah i I was just in zamora which is the orient uh, last week and uh i looked at uh, different properties and one of them it was right down by the river like a lower part and I noticed right away as we got there, the flies, the bugs, the mosquitoes, the ants everywhere. And we looked at a different property where the house was built on a hill and right around the house, there was no bugs at all. I didn't see one mosquito, no, right. no ants. I mean, it was like, it depends where you, mm-hmm. so in the Orient, you could, you could clear an area nice enough, well enough up high where you wouldn't have the bugs, at least in your house. Yeah, no, and, I agree. And did we say how far away Zamora is from Loja? Cause that's one of its strengths is it's actually only like an hour 20 away from Loja tops maybe an hour 10 and uh, so you can get a lot of your building supplies from Loja and uh, groceries staple goods you know that kind of thing still be close to a metropolitan area but have your you know out there lifestyle even Loja I mean even Zamora as a city is has a lot available like it's not a small town right it's got big markets it's got uh, nightclubs I mean it's got different things you can buy building material there too sure for sure yeah it might even be still cost effective i'm not yeah entirely certain i know that here uh in vilcabamba you would want to if you want to save money you would get your building supplies straight from loja mm-hmm. have them ship it down and and be set that way mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean the other and the other thing too if you're when you're talking about these areas like obviously the climate is one thing the landscape dry season or not um amount of rainfall uh quality of you know air and water all that's really all that's a plus no, no matter where you are but um, but then the other thing that's really a consideration for people is do you want to live with other foreigners or not? Um, so like, you know, obviously you have the city versus rural question for people. So like really the only city in the region we're in is Loja. Um, again, I think it's a great city to live. I lived there for years. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I prefer rural now at this point in my life, but if you're looking for a city, I mean, I, I think it's, again couldn't be a better place to live as far as cities go um but and there are some expats in loja and it's that's increasing at a very rapid pace actually at this point um so there is some expat community in loja it's still small but it exists and then you have vilcabamba is the other place where where expats really live in this in vilcabamba there's a large number of expats so you you know you don't if you want to come here and not speak spanish vilcabamba is really the place to be yeah as once you get further out than that, it's a scattering of people who speak English or or don't speak you know speak other languages than Spanish. So if you're going into Zamora, into the Orient, um, and, you know down any of those roads I mentioned earlier, like towards you know Gonzanama or Cariomango or towards you know the Caracoche area or out towards Piñas, um, you know you'd be one of, of uh, a few foreigners in that whole area. Um, so that's really a consideration as well. Like, you know, I, there's pros and cons, of course, to both of those things. But um, if you're wanting to be around English speakers, foreigners, you need to stay within a reasonable distance of Vilcabamba, essentially. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's why my, me and my family decided to live here. We've considered other areas in Ecuador, and the main thing that, that really keeps us here in Vilcabamba is the community, is yeah. the people, uh, for the children, for us. I mean, we have friendships, like strong friendships, so we, we decide to live here. But um, the cost of properties is a lot lower in other areas that are not true a city and Vilcabamba. Vilcabamba has gone up in price <clears throat> quite a bit um, right. the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Malacatos Vilcabamba. So yeah. those are, and there's a misnomer that foreign money supports Vilcabamba. It plays a role, um, especially when foreigners are coming, because sometimes there's more outflows than inflows. Right now, we're in, we're we're starting a bit of a boom, and so the inflows are are coming, are outpacing outflows now substantially. But there was a few years recently where, you know, foreign money was leaving, not coming, um, and so. Um, but but really, it's the re Vilcabamba and Malacatos are the popular second home destinations for Lojanos, and that right. that's what supports those markets and makes them expensive. I mean, like yeah. no doubt they're expensive markets. I mean, you, you know, um, where yeah, you go out to Zamora, you know, you can pick up a hundred hectares for the price of a tiny little lot <laughs> in Vilcabamba, um, literally. Um, so so yeah, they're very different price points um, as you as you get to some of those areas that are not as popular. Um, really amongst amongst locals not as popular you know in Ecuador. sure and maybe you're watching from you know America Canada Europe wherever you're watching from you're probably considering moving to southern Ecuador right and Vilcabamba is a great place if you desire to be in an expat community where you can have a social life where you can get together with people have a meal um, you know there's a lot of social gatherings people do game nights people get creative um, and they have fun here and it's not just, you know, retired folks here. Uh, we're in no. our 30s. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in their 30s, 40s, 50s here. Um, 20s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even people in their 20s, right, that have moved here. It's so it's a very diverse expat community in Vilcabamba, and I think that's one of its strengths, along with uh, clearly the weather, uh, the perfect climate, if you will, clean air, organic food, yeah, the culture, so... That's a price you have to pay a little bit more for real estate, but uh, you're really in a prime area. Um, you know, what's your take on uh, expats moving to, let's say, Zamora um, and some of these other areas and making them more, you know, desirable and more expats? Yeah, well, I mean that'll happen over time, yeah. and it's it's already started in some places, but. Um, but you're, you're a bit of a pioneer at this point. Um, like one of my favorite places in Ecuador is Zumba, which, um, you know, is about three hours or so yeah. from here all the way south, um, you know, relatively close to Peru. Very close as the bird flies, but I think it's about an hour in the car um, from Zumba to Peru. Um, but in that area, it's in the Orient, and so you have all the qualities of the Orient, but you don't have the humidity. You have very similar humidity to Vilcabamba, probably slightly more humid, but nowhere near the humidity or the bugs of, of like Zamora and places like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think in that whole area right now, there's like two foreigners maybe, or three, you know, or something three like foreigners or something like that. Um, you know, we just started working there very recently. I, I think. Um, I think it will be discovered now because it's it's amazing. But um, but um, yeah, I mean, you're still kind of a pioneer in a lot of these places. But that's fun too. You know, that's really fun. Um, it's like if you come to if you come to these areas where there's established expats, it's more comfortable, right? It's a much more comfortable transition. Right. You don't have to learn. You know, it's not as critical that you figure out the language and the culture super fast, and a lot of the systems that make sense to you are already in place. You go to somewhere like Zumba. 
it's going to be a little less comfortable in that way, but a lot more fun. I mean, you get to like, you know, you're going to have to figure it out. People are amazing here. Like everybody's super friendly. Such a friendly culture. Yeah. Yeah. So like you get to, you know, you're going to go through that process like with your neighbors and have all the funny like miscommunications and and all that kind of stuff as you figure out all the ridiculousness of, you know, banking here or dealing with the government here, (laughs) like whatever the silly things are that you know, that there are, but that's really a fun process. I mean, I, I think it, I think it sort of just depends on who you are as a person. It's like, if you're looking for that smooth, comfortable transition, yeah. you know, Vilcabamba, Cuenca, Quito, a couple other places, like that's where you're going to be looking. Um, in our area, it would be Vilcabamba, which, yeah, I mean, I think is a phenomenal place to live. Um, if you're more adventurous and you want to get out there and sort of homestead or get off grid or get self-sufficient or, mm-hmm. or just integrate totally like into the Ecuadorian culture, I mean, there's a, places all over for that and um you know we work in a lot of them we we spend a lot of time in these areas and and they have a different vibe because they're yeah. they aren't as they're sort of more isolated and less touched and so they they they're that they have that sort of more like old school traditional way of doing things and yeah. they don't have preconceived notions about you as a foreigner because they haven't really interacted with foreigners too much right. and mm-hmm. it's cool yeah and zumba's three hours south here of vilcabamba you're looking at about four hours south of loja uh, four hours, 20 minutes from the Catamayo airport. So it is quite a bit further south, but land is still uh, very, you know, cheap in that area and it's beautiful. So, uh, you know, on our website, you can definitely look at our current listings. We're looking to get more properties there because people are really interested in that area mm-hmm. along with Zamora. So uh, we're seeing that people, you know, will pass on having an expat community because they really are interested in the land and the beauty of Ecuador. So, yeah. I think it's worth mentioning that on the way between Vilcabamba and Zumba, there's two other main towns, uh, Valladolid and Palanda. Yeah. And we also have properties in those areas. And I think for me personally, I would say I, w- I would rather be like in Valladolid, which is, you know, an hour and 15 minutes from Vilcabamba. You still have to cross the Andes Mountain and go over, over the, the pass. Over the Continental Divide. Continental Divide. So yeah. then that, what, officially you enter into the Orient? Is that the way that... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, that's I think it. that's the way it is. Yeah, you go over the Continental Divide and then everything starts to flow down in the Amazon. So, mm. yeah, so then it's a little bit more humid mm-hmm. uh, than here, but it's still not that bad. Beautiful. And yeah. uh, we, yeah. we have a common friend. He's a raft guide, and he told oh, us yeah. he's draft all over the world. He went to Africa. He went, you know, he's from Colorado. And... Uh, Valladolid, Palanda, the rivers there are some of the best rafting in the world. He, oh, really? Yeah. The best oh, rivers no. for rafting. We've got to get him on the podcast. We've got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> I've been to the rivers, and they're really beautiful. Yeah. I have yet to raft it, but mm-hmm. he's trying to get me to go. Yeah. So There is some adventure to be had here. If you guys are into rafting, you could get on some rafts and some kayaks here. So right. it, it's definitely a, a thing here. Yeah, I mean, nature activities like it doesn't really matter where you live i would say there's obviously the the type of activities change based on where you live but the the plethora of activity you know there's so many there's so i mean just look look on the camera you know there's there's uh hikes and lakes and waterfalls and rivers and you know all that kind of stuff everywhere now of course as you get into the amazonian region the wildlife changes so um, Ecuador is really popular, for example, for birding. People go into the Amazon, into the Zamora regions and lots of other regions um, for birds. But of course, you know, you've got monkeys and you've got, you know, all, all parrots and you know, you've got all your yeah. sort of uh, jungle, jungle wildlife um, in this region. You wouldn't have as much of that, although, if, although as you get towards the towards the park, you you actually do get some of that spillover um, on this side. 
but um, but yeah, I mean the 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 nature wildlife stuff you can really find anywhere, and you can find it in Valladolid because yeah. on our website you could check out the five hectare uh, listing that we have, and in the video there and some of the pictures there was a parrot at this house and it was just chilling out. I was like, what, is this for real? And it was just a wild <laughs> one apparently. I think they probably feed it, but you know I was able to like pet it on its head oh, really? and stuff, and oh. he was. He was talking back to me. I was talking to him, and it was a pretty cool interaction. So, you know, yeah, definitely cool wildlife. <laughs> yeah, I, I was on my way back from Zumba one day in that same area, and the kid was walking by with a parrot on his on shoulder, shoulder. <laughs> and that was pretty cool. But also on a property that was briefly on the market but is now off the market but is in Loja, which is next to a property that I own, which they had always told me, because it bordered, it was very close to the protected forest that went all the way to Zamora. They always told me that we have the the wildlife of the or, of the Oriente. I would kind of half believe them, you know, right. because I had never seen any of it. But yeah, I saw like one day I saw like five or seven parrots really? all together. Um, I mean, just beautiful, like the right. bright green with the red, and they were singing and really amazing. Um, there's monkeys as well out there. So so did you see Pedro? posting about the monkey that was seen there yeah yeah so yeah. is that the same yes so it is the yes, same, that's region. That's right. same so area, yeah. i thought it was so there's, there's some uh, confirmation we do have monkeys in the loja area yeah <laughs> one was seen yeah you know yeah no i mean on where i am like all the neighbors told me you know oh, yeah. yeah but I, I just haven't seen them today bears i've seen bears small ones oh, okay <laughs> yeah one, one thing to note about this region compared to the oriente is here we do have forest fires once in a while. I would say at least once a year. Sometimes there's a fire, and uh, whereas in the Oriente that would never happen because it rains so frequently that it could never actually, you know, catch on fire. Um, sure. Kind of a big difference. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. People burn crops like before they plant. I think it would be like pretty much what like October thereabouts. People are burning crops, and occasionally they get out of hand. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, right. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. All right. What else? Where are we going from here? We're 26 minutes in. We can't be out of out of material already. Um, what should we touch on? So, let's see. We talked a little bit about the different climates. So I've done some traveling recently. I know that these guys have done some traveling as well. Um, I can talk a little bit about some of the other regions. I mean, you know, we work mostly in the south. Obviously, um, the south for me is the best place in Ecuador um, for a myriad of reasons. I won't get into right now. But um, there's some really interesting areas in the coast, which actually we're considering getting into as a company as well. Um, obviously, there's nice stuff on the beach. Ecuador is some of the cheapest beachfront in the world. Um, the southern coast is dry, and then the northern coast is humid. So very big difference there. So if you get up into like Esmeraldas in that area, you've got like jungle behind you and then beach in front. Um, you get down into Manabí and then further south into Guayas, you've got... Um, very desert-like conditions for a good chunk of the year, um, but then as soon as you get inland, inland off the uh, off the beach, off the ocean, um, much of the country on the coast is incredibly fertile, and you have sort of similar conditions to the Orient in this region. Um, similar prices as well, so very inexpensive in comparison to much of the world. Um, more flat, so I mean, the, the Orient is also a bit flatter than this area. That's something we didn't mention. So. Um, you know, we're in the Andes here. These are the mountains like this, yeah. you know, this field behind us is kind of rare like to have this sort of really flat, you know, areas. Now, obviously they exist and most properties have some flat on them, 
but you know you see those mountains in the background that really characterizes the you know the the what they call the sierra um you know this the, the middle section of ecuador the mountains um the coast is much flatter so i was on the coast for about five six weeks recently and exploring a lot of properties and a lot of properties you know people were um people were telling me you know it's very steep and i'm looking at it and i'm like it's flat i don't know that's flat like um so what they consider you know what we consider flat here I thought was crazy coming from the states. I'm like, that's not flat, you know. But here they say flat. On the coast, what they consider steep, you know, we consider flat here. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so there's some interesting areas there. It tends to be very hot and humid, so it's not super comfortable to live. It really isn't. Um, like, like m significantly hotter and more humid than than like the Orient here, where we're talking about. Um, not, not necessarily always more humid, but hotter, quite a bit hotter. Um, so it's really good for agriculture. There's some really interesting areas for agriculture, really cool spots to own, like large swaths of land for agriculture. And I think it's good for, you know, people might like that climate and be in the permaculture and things like that. It can work for that as well. Um, not quite as pristine necessarily as the Orient in this area, but, but it's interesting. Um, then as you get, um, you know, the Orient is really interesting all up and down. I think we may start working as a little bit further north as well in the Orient, but really all up and down uh, the Orient is interesting. Again, I prefer the south. It tends to be a little less populated, a little less expensive, a little cleaner, a little more pure. That's kind of like we f why we focus more on the south and more in the mountains mm -hmm. and off the coast. Um, the north of the country is much more developed. Um, so Quito and that whole air, you know, surrounding areas all the way to like Ambato and other places, much more developed, um, beautiful. You know, you have all sorts of beautiful areas, higher elevation, cooler weather. Um, what are the other interesting things? I don't know, I haven't been to the Galapagos. You guys, no? No. None of us, oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I've been to the poor man's Gal Galapagos, Isla de la Plata. Isla de la Plata. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have some of the similar uh, fauna and flora there, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, we, there we go. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that probably covers a good chunk of that. Um, there's airports all over the country. Do we, do we want to, is there other topics we want to jump on here before we call it a day, or? Well, I mean, why don't you guys leave in the comments what, what it is you guys want us to talk about next. If you want us to cover a, a few different topics in one video, I mean, we're more than happy to, you know, cater to what you guys want to hear about. Very good. All right. Well, wow. In and out. 30 minutes. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Episode 2, Season 2 of London Living Ecuador. What do we No, Sorry. Ecuador Insider Podcast. There it is. Um, we hope yeah. to again be with you every week. Yeah. And uh, we'll cover as much, you know, cover a wide variety of subjects, whatever we think of. As Ryan said, leave it in the comments, stuff you want to see, hear about. Um, we're also pumping out educational content. I think Ryan just put out our first new video uh, this morning on cost, cost of, of living. living. Yeah. So good. check out the YouTube channel for that. Um, we're reworking the uh, relocation guide, so you know, check for that. Uh, the blogs are going to start getting updated as well, so the educational content should be coming fast and furious here. Um, I, I gotta leave you with this if you're thinking about Ecuador, do it now. Um, if you've watched me over the years, I've never said that before. I'm not like a you know, a like buy now guy, that's not how I roll. <laughs> um, but uh, I've watched the market here for a long time, and the dynamics have changed dramatically. And prices are going to start going up here um, in a significant way right now. Um, over the next six months, year, you know, you're going to start seeing dramatic change. I think two years from now, five years from now, you're going to be looking 
at you know a dramatically different market. So if, if this is a market, you know, if you're considering a move here uh, or an investment, either way, um, do it sooner than later because Ecuador's time has come. Um, I believe that very strongly. I think the di market dynamics are playing that out in real time. It's very clear for any anyone to see who's in it. Um, so yeah, I just want to leave you with that. If this, if you are on the fence or if you've been thinking about it um, and you're worried about price point, um, sooner than later is is my advice to you. Yeah. Good. So uh, what else? So why don't you guys go ahead and subscribe to our channel so that you can be updated. Hit the bell if you want to be notified when our videos come out. Give us a thumbs up if you like the video and a thumbs down if that's something you're into. <laughs> All right. No Anything more else? We're getting rained on. We're yeah, out of here. All right. <laughs> See you guys next time.